0: Just before I bring on our guest and uh, talk a little bit about long term care in the province of Ontario, uh, I got a—I get emails all the time from listeners who don't want to call, but uh, or maybe we're not in the middle of the topic they want to discuss. But here's one—he's a regular, and he says you'd vote Liberal. <laughs> no, I said you'd vote Liberal. He said he'd vote Liberal if I decided that I wasn't going to vote. He said he said you said you're not going to vote. Don't give up on us yet, Peter, to make sure you vote. I will vote liberal if I hear you say that one one more time. You know I would rather drive a nail into my eye, so don't do that to me, Peter. So I said, all right, all right, all right. I'll I'll spoil my ballot. That way I'm counted. Anyway, uh, now that we're both on record, he knows who he is and I know who I am, let's uh, explore the uh, issue of long-term care. The biggest uh, element of long-term care that we're hearing about these days is because we've had such a... um, ferociously hot week and uh this is very dangerous pretty well for everybody you know heat stroke and and heat stroke can cause death we've seen what happened for example out on the west coast British Columbia a lot of people uh suffering the ultimate fate as a result of a long-term heat dome we don't have a heat dome but we certainly have had uh very very uh, high temperatures in the 30s, feeling like in the 40s, and uh, that's not going to break till they're now saying probably over the course of the weekend it'll become nice again, mid 20s and and sunny and so forth. But in in the face of all of this, it's a year a year and change since the Ford government said we're going to make sure that everything is air conditioned inside long term care homes. I understood it that way. I didn't understand that we would be air conditioning common areas and we we'd be leaving people to suffer in their rooms. I didn't understand that. Uh, I didn't hear it. I don't think that's what he meant, Um, and yet right now it looks like it's about 60-40 for people who are versus people who are not in air-conditioned circumstances. So that and other aspects of running long-term care are the subject for the moment, and uh, I want to talk about that. And to help us do that, Harry Spindell joins me. He's a member of Seniors for Social Action Ontario. Hi, Harry.
1: Hi. How are you, Peter?
0: I'm just fine, and um, I'm... Uh, you heard what I had to say. Let's oh, yeah. let's dive right in there and talk about air conditioning. I think it. You know, there was a time. First of all, there's a time we both remember where air conditioning was something that rich people had. These days, it's pretty much something that most everybody has if they own a home or if they live in a condo and whatnot. Uh, and and in, certainly in uh, public buildings, you would never have a public building without air conditioning. In terms of long-term care, we've gone without it for far too long. And people who are suffering from one condition or another, and and if for no other reason than just because they're 80 and and change old, they deserve some of the creature comforts. And, And I don't think that there's any argument at the governmental level, but it isn't happening. Why not?
1: Well, you know, there is an argument at the government level. And the argument is that Canada is rich. Canada is one of the richest countries on earth. And yet we have people living in these long-term care institutions in inhumane situations. And they have been for ages. And now as the climate is changing and we're experiencing hotter summers, it's become more and more dangerous and more and more obvious that the government is not putting money where it should go. And where it should go is into supporting people, first of all, in their own homes and communities, um where they can take care of themselves you and i sit back very comfortably where we live sure. and hopefully we will into our old age but if you happen to be in an institution right now it's it's a crapshoot on whether or not you're going to be comfortable whether your climate's going to be controlled or not and given as you get older it's harder to regulate your own temperature It's even more important for climate control, and I'm not just talking about air conditioning. I'm talking about heat also and humidity.
0: Well, you know, the the air conditioning seems to be the worst of it. I have not heard during the course of the the long cold winter, and there's another one coming. They always do. I have not heard that anybody was uh, you know freezing through the night inside long term care homes. But I certainly not
1: freezing. But it's but it's got to be comfortable. Absolutely true. Comfortable year round.
0: Okay, that's true, but I'm—I'll—I'll I'll tell you something. I'm looking at a, a a short blurb on what Rod Phillips has said, and as you know, he's the relatively new minister of long-term care, and he was brought in specifically after being, you know, on the outs with Ford because of uh, his his uh, trip during last Christmas, and uh, he had to make good. So this was going to be his chance. It is his chance, and and by the way. I know Rod Phillips a little bit. He has the ability. I don't know if he has the wherewithal in terms of what the government is prepared to write a check for. But he says that more than 60% of long-term care homes are fully air-conditioned. Air so, you know, that's typical of what governments do. They tell you what they have done. They never like to say that they haven't. Uh, and and in the case of, uh, you know, being an improvement, it's an improvement. Last year it was 37%. But that means 40% of our long-term care residents, they're not just old, they're long-term care residents, 40% of them are getting nothing. They're getting to sit and, and sweat and drink as much liquid as they can so they stay hydrated. That's not a way That's to live. That's
1: exactly right. But let's let's go behind the issue because right now, Long term care residents are paying over $2,000 a month in co payments. Some of that money has been, it's supposed to be set aside for renovations and improvements and upkeep. And it hasn't, over the past decades, been used to bring air conditioning to every long term care institution. There's no excuse for it. And now the government is just shoveling more money at these corporations while they're making significant profits and good returns to their shareholders and handing out bonuses to their senior executives and we have seniors we have seniors who are sweltering and as you as you heard in BC we have people who are dying
0: well that's uh it, it, we don't manage what happens in British Columbia somebody no, there does don't. and and because of what you've pointed out the fact that things climatically have changed the B.C. people are going to have to retrench as well. They can't have that again. That's right. They can't That's have that right. again. So let me let me just switch subjects. I think we can agree the government has to come through with this promise. Rod Phillips, I know you're listening, you have to come through with these promises. Um, and the
1: corporations have to come through with their promises. Well,
0: the lever is there from Rod Phillips. The lever is there. Well, and those, well, those guys it? got... Excuse me for one second. You, I have sure. to make this point. These guys, I'm t- we're talking about the for-profit long-term care industry, they picked up a fortune in government subsidization during the thick of the pandemic, and, right. and uh, g- considering we were prepared to support them, they have to support us. It, it just goes that way.
1: That's right. That's right. But okay. Keep it. Oh, can I? Can I add something here? Please, please do.
0: I'm running short of time, but I want to hear what you okay. have to say.
1: Provincial government has failed to hold the corporations accountable for these necessary renovations and and even for meeting the regulations of the Long Term Care Act. The inspection branch has not imposed any penalties with teeth throughout the pandemic so one has to wonder they've been able to track the pandemic pay increases i have to wonder if they're able to track these air conditioning subsidies which haven't all been used yet Okay. So, just more questions.
0: That's fine. I I want to get into one other subject very, very briefly because it's there and I have you on the phone. Uh, You know who Dr. Amit Arya is? Palliative care physician, health and human rights advocate. Uh, And um, there's there's a tweet from Dr. Arya and it says if vaccine efficacy is diminishing for people in long-term care and a fourth wave is starting, why are we not vaccinating people in long-term care with third-dose booster shots now? Now, I, I, I will point out I, I I know that this is now beginning to happen in the States. It has been happening for uh, at least the last month in places like Israel, who started uh, vaccinating earlier than everybody else. Um, should we be uh, taking a look very carefully at the immunocompromised and people who are older and therefore don't absorb and uh, assimilate vaccines as well as younger people?
1: Okay, I'm not a doctor, but but certainly given what's been happening around the world, it's it's pretty obvious that we we should be looking in that direction and i'll leave it to the scientists and doctors to uh to make those decisions but the government's going to have to look at that i agree with you
0: well i'm going to i'm going to say goodbye to you and uh when i come back after the commercials i'm going to talk a little bit about the various things that are outstanding at the government level and uh see what people have to say about that harry spindell thank you so much thank you peter bye All right. harry spindell is uh member of the Seniors for Social Action Ontario organization,